Well, 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 welcome everybody to God Squad Church. Hey, whether you're joining us at our physical location, watching online, maybe watching the VOD on YouTube, or even listening via podcast, hey, I want to welcome every single one of you. You're jumping into the middle of our series, Sir Memes. And here's the deal. One of the reasons I want to do this is because, hey, I want to show people the Bible is culturally relevant. Like, the Bible is not outdated. It doesn't need to be updated. And here's the deal. Like, you don't have to be a Christian and bored. Like, you can be a Christian and still have fun. Now, here's the deal. I want you to stop sinning, but I don't want you to stop having fun. Like, I want you, you to scroll through TikTok and Twitter, read all the memes, have a good time. And here's the deal. The Bible is relevant today. And we can take something that might seem spiritually shallow, and we can pull out something that might be spiritually deep. And in the past few weeks, we've been going through different memes and pulling out different spiritual truths. So if you're watching this right now and you haven't already checked out the past few weeks, I would encourage you, they're all on YouTube. Maybe we'll get a link in the chat right now. If you're listening on podcasts, go to God Squad Church on YouTube. Go ahead and listen to it. The past messages have been great. I hope that you'll be blessed by them. But for today's meme, I want to put it on the screen in one second before I do. How many of y'all know that all gamers and all people have one thing in common? We do not like to lose. Confirm. Right now, we got Matty Ice behind the camera, okay? This man does not like to lose. And if you are in close proximity to him, when he does, you may be able to utter the rage that would come out when he does lose. We've all been there, man, okay? I, I've been on a long journey of Jesus changing my heart. But, you know, I've, uh, I, I've thrown a few controls in my day. I've done some things that I'm not proud of, but I'm a changed man. We're all changing. Thank you, Jesus, that we're all getting better. But all of us, especially my wife, she does not like to lose. She does not like to die in video games. Do me a favor. Raise your hand. Put a five in chat. Have you ever died in a video game? Have you ever lost something in life? We've all had a failure, all had a loss. I mean, it could be literally falling off the map in Mario, anything, okay? We've all experienced losses in our lives and in video games. Let's go ahead and put that first meme up on the screen because no gamer likes to lose. And here's the deal. When you do lose, sometimes we don't like to take the fall for it. Here it is. I don't care what I did. It's your fault that we lost the game. It's always, it's always somebody else's fault. It's always somebody else's fault that the game's been lost. Never want to analyze my own mistakes. Never want to analyze what I've done. It's always somebody else's fault. Let's get that next meme on the screen. That face you make when you die in a video game. I've made this face. This is the face that you make when sanctification is taking place, and you don't want to open up your mouth because if you do, something not so good might come out. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Some of y'all know exactly what I'm talking about, okay? This is the face you make when you die, lose at anything. Sometimes it's better to say nothing at all. But let's put that last graphic on the screen. When you always lose at a video game, there's multiple reasons why people lose. You might have a lack of skill. You might have other reasons. But for the most part, somebody cheated. 99% 99% of the time when you look like somebody else cheated, dude. They're wall, they got wall hacks, man. They got, they got more than, you know, aim assist. They got straight up aim hacks, dude. Or they have a modded controller. There's always a reason that someone is causing you to lose. And I think right now, I mean, we might as well have an altar call to repent of the lie of lag, okay? I don't know about you, but I've used it a fair time in my life. Hey, why'd you die? Oh, lag, bro. 
My internet sucks, man. My dad refuses to fix this, whatever it might be, right? Eliza Higgs always be blaming it on the lag. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, my people, put some hearts in the chat for Eliza Higgs because, you know, she lives in the same house as Maddie Ice and his internet's fine, but hers down the hall, it just, you know what I mean? It's, it's lag, people. It's always, <laughs> I'm only kidding. Her internet's actually really messed up. Pray for them. They live in the middle of nowhere. But there is always a reason, always a reason why you lose. All of us have experienced it. We've lost in video games. You've, you've made mistakes in life. You've lost things. All of us have done it. But the only thing worse than losing or dying in a video game is the moment when you die or lose and then immediately realize you could have done something to have prevented that death. You ever have that moment in a game where you die and then you go, oh crap, and you look at your ability bar and I had, I could have pressed the button and it would have instantly healed me or put a shield on me or I could have teleported, whatever it might have been. There's nothing worse than dying and knowing exactly what you could have done to change it, but you didn't do it. There's nothing worse than in life, you make a mistake, failure happens, we all do it, but as soon as you do it, you go, well, if only I had just blank. If only I had just done this, then I wouldn't have died and I wouldn't have lost. And the games would go, man, I had the ability, it was ready, it was off cooldown. All I had to do was use it. And this is a real struggle when we fail, when we lose and die, Knowing all along we had the ability, we just didn't use it. And I think that exact same principle applies in our lives because you and I, we have been filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says the same power that Jesus rose from the dead, it lives in us. Like, I, I have it. When I've made a decision to follow Jesus, the Bible says the Holy Spirit lives in me. Not a percentage of him, all of him. I have him with me. God is with me always, all the time, and I have his power living in me. But I think so many times in our lives, when we go through different situations and struggles and things, we wish that we had a power that we actually already have. We go through some sort of struggle and we start thinking, man, I can't believe that this happened. Didn't work out the way that I thought. When in certain situations, you and I had the power already in us to make a difference. It doesn't mean that our lives are always going to be perfect. It doesn't mean that nothing's ever going to go wrong. But there are certain situations where God has given us power and we could have had a different outcome, but we lost or we failed, or we felt a certain way, all along while we had the ability off cooldown, we just didn't use it. And the Bible teaches that you and I, we are more than conquerors. We are not people who are defeated. We are people who are serving a God who sent his son Jesus, lived on this earth, won the battle against sin, not by dying for it, not just by dying for it, but he never actually said yes to it, that's a battle in itself, won that battle, then died on the cross and rose from the grave. And if you've read the end of the book, he wins there too. He wins. He always wins. He can never be defeated. And the Bible says, if you've given your life to follow Jesus, we're his children. We get to be on the winning team. 
doesn't make me better than other people. It just means that God's presented all of us with a choice to be on the winning team or the not winning team. I've just chosen to be on the winning team. I've just chosen to be a part of his victory. And you've maybe heard it before, that I'm, I'm more than a conqueror. I'm victorious. But if we really believe we're victorious, why so much of the time do we live like we're defeated? Why so much of the time do we end up dying or losing in a situation all while we had the power of the Holy Spirit ready and available on cooldown, but we didn't access it? And so I've not come to bring a message to you to tell you how to get power. I've come to message to you to bring a message that I've titled, you have power. Use it. You've already got it. The moment you give your life to follow Jesus, the Bible's very clear. The Holy Spirit is living in you. It's living in you. The presence of God used to live in a temple back in the Old Testament days, but when God sent his son Jesus and rose from the grave, he said, no more will my presence live in a building. My presence now will live in you. And you don't have to try to earn it. You don't have to access it. You don't got to put in some crazy, you know, up, down, left, right cheat code on the PS4 to try to gain the Holy Spirit. Like, you've already got it. So nowhere in this message am I going to tell you, like, hey, you got to do something to go get it. I've come to tell you, you have it already. You just got to use it. It's already with you. It's already in you. And I want to read a passage that I read last week, Acts 1. We'd been talking through a series to kind of give you guys a timeline of Jesus when he rose from the grave and he lived 40 more days on the earth. A few weeks ago, I talked about the Great Commission, one of the really important things that Jesus said in that 40 days. Last week, we talked and celebrated Ascension Day, the 40th day where Jesus rose and he went back up to heaven. And this, we read the same passage last week, we're gonna read it again today. This is the last words that Jesus gave to the disciples before ascending to heaven. Read it with me, Acts 1, 8 to 9. But you will receive power. You will receive power. Put it in the chat, I want you to see it, all caps. If, if that's against the mod rules, undo it. All caps, power in the chat. You will receive power when you earn it. No, 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 no. You receive power when you go to church a certain amount of weeks. No, 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 no. You receive power when you finally complete reading the whole Bible? No, 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 no. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses. We'll be the ones that will go out and impact the world and share the story of Jesus and make a difference in the lives around us and be better husbands and be better wives and be better people and make a difference for God's glory. We will be his witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea, Samaria, these are places from obviously very you know, important places back then, and to the ends of the earth, all, everywhere. You might read this passage and be like, oh, well, that's for people that live in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria. And then God's like, everywhere. <laughs> Let me just make sure I cover the bases here. Just everywhere, okay? No matter where you are, where you live, you might live in the middle of nowhere. The Holy Spirit will use you to make a difference and to be his witnesses everywhere. After this, verse nine, he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes. This is Jesus literally ascending into heaven right in front of them. Wouldn't that have been awesome to see? 
actually just would have been like really next level just to witness it. Like it's just a passing phrase, like he just poofed into heaven. But like, can you imagine actually seeing this? Sometimes I wish like we could just like see all these events and just have like a, like a super like 3D Bible. You open it up, it's like shows a cut scene, you know what I mean? It's like literally, that'd be I think it'd be sick. After this, he said he was taken up before their very eyes and a cloud hid him from their sight. Verse 10. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. And they said, men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? The same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. Jesus is promising that you and I will have the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, to give you context for this verse, today, well, tomorrow, technically, this weekend, Sunday, is technically what's called the day of Pentecost. And that's the day when the Holy Spirit fell on the earth. Last week, we talked about it. If you didn't hear it, go back and listen to the message. Jesus says, I'm gonna go to heaven, and when I go up, the Holy Spirit's gonna come down. So in this story, These people need to wait. It was a total of 10 days between when Jesus ascended to heaven and the Holy Spirit fell on the earth. They needed to wait 10 days. They didn't know it was gonna be 10 days, but they ended up waiting 10 days for the power. But here's the deal. That's already come and gone. You don't need to wait anymore. It's it's already here. The Holy Spirit is already with us. We're reading about past events. The Holy Spirit is not past or future, he's present. Actually, he's all of them. But he is here right now. So we're not like the disciples where we're like, okay, this is a great passage. Let's, uh, let's wait. Let's wait. Because look at their response. Look at the first thing they do. Jesus has just promised, I'm gonna give you power. And look at the first thing they do in, in verse 11, right? The two men asked them, men of Galilee, verse 11, why do you just stand here? Like, you've just been promised Jesus is going to give you the Holy Spirit. You're going to have power. What, like, what are, you, what are you standing around for? Like, you're just, going to, you're just going to stand there? You've just been given an epic promise. Like, go do something. <laughs> and here's the deal. I think so many of us as followers of Jesus, most of the time, unintentionally, we've been given the power to impact the world around us. And I think if God were to ask you a question, he would ask you, why are you standing there? Why, 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 are, you, why are you sitting so idly when you've been given the power to impact the world around you? You don't just have to go to work. You can go to work and make a difference. You don't just have to go to school. You can go to school and make a difference. You don't just have to be a stay-at-home mom. You can be a stay-at-home mom with power from the Holy Spirit, able through the power of God to overcome obstacles, to speak peace, to pray over people, and to see miracles taking place. This is the power we've been given. But so many times, we just just be standing there. I'm just gonna live my life looking up in the clouds like the disciples. Jesus is coming back soon. Yeah, well, but while we're waiting, let's be working. While we're waiting, let's ask God, how can I use the power I've already been given? Not asking, God, give me something I've never had. No, 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 I've already already got the Holy Spirit living in me. 
from the moment I said yes to follow Jesus, regeneration begins to take place. That's a really big fancy word to begin to say that your heart, your mind, and your soul is beginning to be transformed by the power of God. Changing who we are to become more like Jesus doesn't mean that your personality totally needs to change, right? If you're still a weird, unique guy that likes penguins like me, like post-Jesus, like you're still gonna be a weird guy who likes penguins like me. But the character flaws that I have, Holy Spirit just begins to shape them from the moment I say yes. But here's the deal. Sanctification is an ongoing journey of us being changed. Ongoing and ongoing. And that is a lifelong process. You getting power is not. You getting power is instant. Soon as you have Jesus, you receive the Holy Spirit. He's with you, in you. They had to wait 10 days. You don't. You don't. And I think God would say to some of us, why are we just standing there? So much potential. So much power. But just doing this. Looking in the clouds observing what other people are doing. Man, that person's really doing some cool stuff. Wish I could do something too. Oh wait, you can. You can. You have power. Anyone who's a follower of Jesus, who's ever done something great, you have the same level of Holy Spirit power in them. Now they might have more experience doing certain things, might be more talented at a certain thing than you are, but they don't have more access to the Holy Spirit than you do. Like, they, they didn't type in the up, down, left, right cheat codes. Like, they just accepted Jesus. But the difference is, you might have the same access to the Holy Spirit as someone else, but you might have a different level of belief that it's real. We've all got power, but some people have fully embraced it. And some people are looking up in the clouds. And not even necessarily because they, they want to avoid it, but because they have a hard time believing like that God would give that to me. Like that God would give me his Holy Spirit. I, I, I've come to tell you, the people who you see doing great things in their lives for God, they're not doing it because God favors them or God loves them more than you. He might give them opportunities that maybe you didn't get, but they don't have more access than you do but they are the kind of people that put their back up straight, held their chin up high and said, I'm full of the power of the Holy Spirit. That's who I am. And I'm not gonna wait around any longer while people are dying to go to hell every single day. I'm gonna move. I'm gonna do something of impact with my life for the glory of God. I'm not just gonna go to work. I'm gonna go to work with power. I'm not just gonna get stuck in traffic. I'm gonna get stuck in traffic with power. I'm not just gonna go to a certain place. I'm gonna go there with power. Whatever job that you do, God's put you around people to impact and you have the power to impact them. That's who you are. Do you realize with the power of the Holy Spirit, like you have the power to impact everywhere you go, no matter who you are, no matter what type of personality type you have? Because here's the thing, and people do this so much, especially in the gaming community, People misunderstand power for personality. They think that people with power from the Holy Spirit are the people that are loud. People with 
outgoing personalities, people that stand up tall. I've come to tell some of you introverts in the mighty name of Jesus, you don't have to be an extrovert to be full of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to say that one more time. You don't have to be an extrovert to be full of the Holy Spirit. You can be kept to yourself. You can be quiet. And you might not say much, but when you do, it will matter. You might not have a whole lot to say, but just because you don't have a whole lot to say doesn't mean what you're saying isn't worth saying. I know people who talk a lot, but they ain't saying much. I know people who say a lot of stuff. <laughs> we get a lot of people on Twitch, a lot of people just saying stuff, man. I'm like, bro, it might be better if you just kept it shut. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that last tweet, uh, maybe, maybe you just keep that to yourself. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> There's a lot of people saying a lot of stuff but it doesn't have any power. But I want you to understand, do, don't misunderstand power of personality. Jesus said, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. Not for extroverts, not for people who are outgoing, for anyone who would decide to become a follower of Jesus. You can have power. It means you can walk with confidence. Not an arrogance that I'm awesome, that I'm better than the people. Again, we are not better than those who are not following Jesus. We just have accepted the invitation that God has given everyone to be on the winning team. God's like, you want to be in the winning team or the other team? I'll take the winning team. And everyone who's not on the winning team, God wants you to be in the winning team. God wants you to receive salvation. God wants you to be a part of his family. If you choose not to do that, that's your decision. It doesn't make me better than you, but it does mean that I have access to a power that others don't. It's, it's, it's a two for one. Salvation and the power of the Holy Spirit, they are a package deal that God has given you and me. And you have the power to impact rooms, to impact situations, to impact people around you. Right now, I'm, I'm undergoing some health difficulties, and so I was at the doctor this morning getting some testing done, and I'm sitting there in the lobby, okay? And I'm sitting there, I'm actually watching uh, Rainbow Six Siege Invitational going on right now on Twitch pretty lit. And so I'm watching in the lobby on mute, which is very sad because I didn't want to be that guy, you know what I mean? So I'm sitting there in the lobby, and I just hear the quote of my ear, Souza? Like, did somebody just die? Like, what? What was that? If you guys don't know, my last name is Souza, and it was a, uh, I don't know, Boz, I didn't know if we needed interpretation. You're like, it was like, I don't know what this lady just said. Souza? And I'm not even exaggerating. And I looked at her, I was like, and when people say my name wrong, because people can say Sousa, Sousa, she added a whole lot of weirdness in it. But people say Sousa, 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 I've heard it so many ways. And so I normally, I try not to be like, it's Sousa, right? I try not to be that guy. So I normally resort to, is the first name Matthew? And if, you know, because the chance of there being another Matthew Sousa in the same room is very, very unlikely. And so normally they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I ask her as I'm getting up, because I'm pretty sure that it's me. And I'm like, is the first name Matthew? She goes, yes. It's like, you know, I'm about to start carrying around some Snickers bars. You know what I'm saying? Like, this lady didn't wake up on the wrong side of the bed. Like, this lady woke up on the bathroom floor. I was like, lady. And so I, I keep my mouth shut. And I, you know, I go in the room, right? I'm still recovering. This is like four hours ago, okay? Bear with, pray for me. And so I go in the room and I sit down. I'm not going to lie. I've decided. I am going to go this whole 10-minute blood test without speaking to you. Like, I've already decided. Like, I'm just going to sit here. I got to preach in like five hours. Man, I'll just go over to my head. And I had already decided. Like, this lady's in a bad mood, and I'm not going to let you inflict your bad mood on me. Like, 
I don't want to walk on stage five hours from now, go on stream two hours from now in a bad mood. So I'm just going to not talk to you. And the Holy Spirit nudges my heart. And I felt the Holy Spirit telling me, you have the power to change this situation. You, ha you, you have the power. And I was like, you want me to talk to this lady? Because this lady, she's not having a good day. And I felt the Holy Spirit like, you have the power to change this situation. So I was like, all right, Lord, I will obey you. I didn't really feel like it, to be honest. Because I was sick, I wasn't feeling good, and I was like, I don't want to deal with it. But the Holy Spirit was like, you have the power. You ever have those moments where the Holy Spirit's like, just, just stop being dumb. <laughs> that was me this morning. And so I just start talking to this lady. So how are you today? Just out of nowhere, like, all right, I'm going to talk to her. And she's, she's, she's not having it. I'm okay. And so I was like, what, what, what can I say to this lady? She had blue long nails, like, like freakishly long, you know what I'm saying? Like we start wondering, how do you function as a human? But super long nails. And so I like blue, my favorite color. So I was like, wow, I really like that shade of blue. Thanks. I was like, yo, this, this lady's no joke, man. <laughs> and I was like, the small talk, small talk's not going to cut it. I don't want to get too, you know, graphic on you, but she's drawing my blood and taking my tests and everything. And I was like, Holy Spirit, what can I say to her that will actually have some sort of impact besides I like the color blue of your nails? And so I just said to her, you've been doing this a long time? Yeah, about 14 years. So I made a light joke. Oh, so it's not your first time. She chuckles a little bit. And then I was like, I said to her, I was like, well, I just want you to know that, like, I want to say thank you for what you're doing because this helps sick people like me finally get answers that we couldn't have before. And she just looked at me. I don't know the last time someone had thanked her for this routine blood test. And she just looked at me with these eyes and she said, you're welcome. I started thinking about Moana in my head and we won't go there. But she just says, thank you. But it was in that moment, I, I, I literally saw her straighten her back held her chin up a little bit higher. And for the rest of the appointment, the whole room was different. And some of you guys might say, well, man, that's not the power of the Holy Spirit. That's just being nice. That's just being nice. Those are just positive vibes. Those are just some positive vibes. How many in the chat want to send me your positive vibes, right? You see that on Twitch all the time. There's even two, two emotes, send energy, receive energy. <laughs> Put the emails in the chat if you got them. I mean, it's this, it's this whole idea of like positivity and receiving vibes and sending good thoughts your way. I've come to tell some of you as followers of Jesus, people don't need your positive vibes. People need the power of the Holy Spirit. People don't need you to send no energy. People need you to pray for them. People need you to pray for them in the mighty name of Jesus because that carries power. And the reality is you might say, well, Susie, but you were just being kind and kindness is powerful. And I would agree with you. But I want to help you understand why kindness is powerful. Read with me Galatians 5. This is what's called the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is how people will know that the Holy Spirit is in your life. We got, we got people that are followers of Jesus who claim to be full of the Holy Spirit but then treat people rude, are disrespectful, 
We got people who claim to be fruit of the Spirit, but I, I, I don't see anything in their lives that would cause me to be convinced that you are. You can't tell me you're an apple tree if I don't see any apples. You can't tell me that you are bearing what the Bible would call fruit if I'm not seeing the fruit. So read this with me. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Part of the power of the Holy Spirit living in you is you living out the fruit. Because the fruit in itself is powerful. Kindness is a powerful thing. If you're a married person, you understand patience is a powerful thing. Gentleness is a powerful thing. Self-control is a powerful thing. And here's how powerful the Holy Spirit is. Here's how powerful God is. The fruit of the Spirit is so powerful. Kindness is so powerful in itself that even people who don't have the Spirit can display the power of kindness. Why? Because all of us, the Bible says, have been made in the likeness and image of God. So even if you are not a follower of Jesus, you can still have certain attributes that you get from the one who created you, like kindness, like love. You'd be crazy to tell me that non-Christians can't be in love. Like, I'd, I'd tell you to go to a different church. Like, you'd be insane. You're like, it wouldn't make any sense. We can carry characteristics that God has. And so the thing is, there are so many things in the world that we live that people try to take credit for that actually like originated from the Bible. They just, they just don't know it. Let me give you an example. People will tell you that hard work is important. Yes, all the way back in Genesis, God said that you will eat by the sweat of your brow, that you should work and therefore earn the things that you have, and if you don't want to work, well, then you probably ain't going to eat. But it wasn't just made up by some guy. It's in the Bible. Another one would be, well, what comes around goes around. No, you reap what you sow. It's in the Bible. It originated from the Bible. Parents today would say, well, if you raise your children right, then they'll grow up to be good people. No, train your children in the way they should go, and when they get older, they will not depart from it. It's in the Bible. So oftentimes in the world and culture, we'll take positive sayings that actually originated from the Bible and we'll just start putting them in places. And so many of these things, like, no, they didn't come from a fortune cookie. Like, they came from the Bible. And kindness came from God. God created kindness. He created gentleness. He is the creator. And so what I want you to grasp from all of this is that the power of the fruit of the Spirit, kindness is so powerful that when some people would say, well, Susie, you weren't activating the power of the Holy Spirit. You were just being kind. Yes, but kindness originated from the Spirit. Kindness originated from God. Love originated from God. So when you and, and I as believers choose to live out the fruit of the Spirit, we can impact the world around us. 
The attributes of God are so strong that even when a non-Christian acts like God, it can make a difference. Even when people who don't believe in God act like God and call it positive vibes, it still impacts people. God is so big and so strong that even if you don't believe in him, he's using you and you don't even realize it. He's using you to impact the world and you don't even realize it because you're taking something that he made. You're taking kindness that he originated. And you're telling us that a fortune cookie taught it to you, but really it's, it's in the Bible. And it's the power that you and I have to impact the world around us by walking with authority, but also walking with love and joy and peace and patience. I've seen a lot of followers of Jesus who don't have much patience. We've all got our weaknesses, but where's the fruit? And if the fruit of the Spirit is kindness, you know what's crazy to me? Is I've seen a lot of people who don't even believe in God but are bearing the fruits of the Spirit better than those who are actually full of the Spirit. They're bearing the kindness. They don't have the actual Spirit, but they're still somehow able to display the kindness. I don't know about you. I'd be a way less nice person if I wasn't saved. Spitting facts, people. I would not be as nice. I would not be as kind. I wouldn't smile as much. I'd be, I, I'd, you wouldn't like me. Let's put it that way. You, you just wouldn't like me. And I've, I've been able to change by the power of the Holy Spirit. But I'll be honest, it, it really, really, really baffles me when we see those who don't even believe in God living out these attributes more than we do. We have the Spirit of God to be able to access them, to be able to walk with authority and confidence not defeated. So many of us who were full of the Holy Spirit, we just walk defeated. Like we've already lost it all, but when I get to heaven and I die, then things will be better. And I, I get that our, our lives are difficult. I get that you've, you've got struggles. Like right now, my, my body's undergoing a lot of sickness and I don't really know what's gonna happen. I got a lot going on. But the reality is, I'm taking the wise steps I need to do, seeing the doctor, getting medication, all that kind of stuff. But the reality is, while I'm waiting, I'm going to keep my back straight, my chin up high, because I'm not defeated. I'm a conqueror. I've been given power. And I've come to tell some of you in Jesus' name, keep your back straight. Put your chin up high. Know who you are. You are a child of the Most High God. You are a child of the Most High God. You have been given power. Use it. You have already got it. You don't have to go get it. You don't need to come to Virginia or a physical location to get it. We are not experiencing some different level of the Spirit than you are. It's where you're at. It's where I am in your living room. And guess what? Inside you the Holy Spirit of God. But we've got to do something in our faith to say, I've already got it, but I'm going to use it. I'm going to go to work with power. I'm going to go to school 
with power. I'm going to talk in the discord and actually use the fruit of the spirit. I'm going to go into the game chats with people that I play with power and authority. Not that I'm better. Not that I have some right to just like take over the room because I'm here and I'm going to follow Jesus. This is a confidence that I have that even when I go into a battle, I'm going to make sure that if I fall and and I stumble, there wasn't something I could have done through the power of the Holy Spirit first. I'm going to make sure before I die, I'm going to use my ultimate ability. (laughs) Before I die, I'm going to make sure I at least try to teleport away first. There are going to be moments where things are going to be out of your control and you're going to struggle. But we don't just always have to accept and admit defeat. We are full of power. And here's the deal. I pray and hope that you're being encouraged, that you're being uplifted, that you're being inspired, that the Holy Spirit is filling your mind and your heart with the understanding and the knowledge that I am full of the Holy Spirit. But here's the deal. I never want sermons that I preach to just give you education. I don't want them to just give you information. Actually, the Bible teaches that knowledge just puffs you up. If you're just trying to keep getting smarter and smarter and learn more and more and more and more, eventually you just end up being arrogant. And eventually you just, you end up knowing a ton of stuff, but then you probably end up being annoying. I don't want you to know a bunch of stuff. I want you to do a bunch of stuff. I want you to change the world. Nobody impacts the world by just having a bunch of knowledge in their head. They have to take that knowledge and apply it to their everyday lives. And so there's one of two things that the disciples, when Jesus promised them, I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit, there's one of two things they could have done. They could have walked away and went, wow, man, did you see that, man? God said we're going to have the Holy Spirit. Well, praise God we got church on Saturday because Chick-fil-A is still open. Thank you, Jesus. And they could have just went about their days. They could have just went back to businesses usual, but they didn't. Let me read to you what they did. We read Acts 1, 8 and 9 a little bit earlier, but I mean, sorry, 8 to 11. But now let me pick up in verse 12, right after they saw Jesus go to heaven. What did they do? Verse 12, then the apostles returned to Jerusalem from the hill called the Mount of Olives, a Sabbath day walk from the city. When they arrived, they went upstairs to the room where they were staying. Those present were Peter, John, James, and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas, son of James. They all joined together constantly in prayer, along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. They could have said, Jesus, thank you for that inspiring message about how I'm going to have power. I appreciate the information. Or they could have done what they did do, is they could have went into a time of prayer and waited 10 whole days for the Holy Spirit to fall. 10 whole days. They had to wait. You and I do not. He's here. What they waited for, we don't have to wait anymore. He's here. And they could have done what you have the choice to do. 
So he goes, thanks, Pastor Susie, for the education and information. I appreciate it. Sounds cool. Going to Chick-fil-A. Praise God. Or together, what we're going to do right now is we can go into a time of prayer. And we can ask the Holy Spirit to help us believe and to use what we've already got. To believe and to use what we've already got. I've not come to share a message to tell you how to get power. I've come to share a message. You have power. Use it. You have authority. Use it. You're a conqueror. Act like one. You are a child of God. Live like one. You are more than a conqueror. You're not defeated. You don't need to be insecure. You can be secure knowing that even if I don't have the skills, even if I don't have the talent, or I don't have the experience, I've been chosen by God, and he doesn't make mistakes. He doesn't pick wrong. He didn't AFK to the game, pick the character for you. He chose you, and he has empowered you with your lack of experience, with your lack of knowledge, with your weird personality quirks, whatever it might be, he chose you. He chose me. I'm a child of God. I'm going to live like one. I'm full of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to act like it. I've been given the power of God, and I'm going to walk like I've got it. I'm going to keep my back up straight. I'm going to hold my chin up high. I will not walk around defeated when my God has told me that I'm a conqueror. I am who he says I am. When we know Jesus, we win. I'm not better than other people. I've just chosen to be on the winning side. I've just chosen to say, God, you've offered me new life, forgiveness, destiny, hope, peace, and power. Yeah, I'll take that with a side of Chick-fil-A, praise God. I'll take it. I'll take what you are offering everybody. But I'll take it. I'll take it. And so here's what I want to do for the remainder of our time. I don't just want us to gain information. I want us to experience transformation. I want you to embrace who you already are, a child of God, full of power. That means you can be a different kind of wife. You can be a different kind of boss. You can be a different kind of friend. You can impact rooms in conversations because the fruit of the Spirit is in you. It's not just positive vibes. It's kindness empowered by the Holy Spirit. People who don't know Jesus have a kindness. We have an empowered kindness. There are people who don't know Jesus, who they might have love, they might have other things, but they don't have the Holy Spirit. God wants to give it to them. But just because other people don't want it doesn't mean I'm not going to take it. I respect you. You don't want it? That's cool. I respect you. Love you. Let's play some valor later. But I'm going to take what's been offered to me. I'm going to take what's been offered to me. And so I want to invite you right now, all over the world, in your rooms, in this room, let's stand to our feet. And we're going to spend a few minutes, maybe 10, maybe 12, maybe 15. We're going to, we're going to pray for 15 minutes. They prayed for 10 days. 10 days. Like, like clocking in vacation time to pray because they wanted the Holy Spirit. 
And most of us won't spend five minutes praying for what they prayed for for 10 days. Do you want it? Because the, like the X button is there. I don't want you to click it. I want you to pray. But you can have it if you want it. God's not gonna force it on you. God's not like, if you, if you wanna keep living powerless, you, you can choose to do that. And you will still go to heaven. And God will still love you. Or you can activate and choose and live what's already been given to you. The boldness, the power of the Holy Spirit. And so here's the prayer. I'm not asking God to give you something. I'm asking God to help you believe you've already got it. I'm helping, asking God to help change our day-to-day so that you're a spirit-filled spouse, so that you're a spirit-filled coworker, a spirit-filled friend, a spirit-filled son or daughter, a spirit-filled whatever you are, you don't have to live life without power. It's already been given to you. And so I don't know if you want to spread around, spread around the room. I don't know if you want to get on your knees. I'm probably going to get on mine. Whatever way that you love to communicate and connect with God, I want to spend the next few minutes praying. There might be moments where I'm praying for us. There might be moments where I'm just letting you kind of pray and do your thing. And no, I don't want you to sit there in awkward silence. I want you to pray. I want you to ask God, help me to live the way that you say that I can with power and boldness. And it doesn't mean loud. It doesn't mean extroverted. But it means you know who you are, a child of God. So I want to encourage you, if you want to close your eyes, lift your hands, I'm going to get on my knees. They prayed for 10 days. We can pray for 10 minutes. Holy Spirit, we just invite you to be Lord. We don't just want you to be another prop in the service. We don't want you to just be another thing in our whole agenda we got going on here. God, it's not like, oh, okay, we got opening song, and then, you know, we we normally do announcements, and then somewhere in there we throw away the giveaway, and and then at some point the Holy Spirit, no, 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 you're the whole thing. You are the whole thing. You're the reason why we're here. God forbid the day that people desire the giveaway more than the presence of the Holy Spirit. You're why we've gathered. You're you're why we've joined together all over the world to acknowledge you, to worship you, to say that, God, we need you. God, we're not more talented or better or more worthy than other people. We've just chosen to say yes to follow Jesus. And so what what that means is we've chosen to receive power. And so, Holy Spirit, we just ask you to help us believe we already have it. We don't need to check off some kind of checklist or to-do list, and then, God, you give us the Holy Spirit. We've already got it. And so I pray today that you begin to fill us with your spirit, God. I pray that you would begin to help us to walk and live out the power we've already got. I pray you help us to live out the fruit of the spirit. Kindness, gentleness, self-control. I pray right now that, that, that a spirit of boldness is rising up in people to speak truth, 
boldness to take risks that you've asked them to take. I pray a boldness that they would walk with confidence, keep their back straight, put their chin up, not walking like we've been defeated, walking like we are a conqueror through Jesus. I pray right now that you'd begin to just tear down the lies that people think, well, I'm not, I'm not extroverted, so Holy Spirit, he, he won't be able to use me. I pray in Jesus' name for those who don't say much, but when they do speak, I pray that it would carry power. That may be that guy in, in the office that doesn't say much, but when he does, wow, that was, that was powerful. I pray that, God, we would be spirit-filled spouses, and husbands and wives that are walking with the power, which means that we can help our families navigate through the life struggles that come our way. When difficulties come in our lives, we don't have to be so easily defeated because we can trust in God knowing that we have power. I pray in Jesus' name that we would know that God, the same power that rose Jesus from the grave, it's in us, which means that we can pray for people and see the sick recover in the name of Jesus. God, we don't just pray for healing because that sounds Christian to do. Help us to pray for healing and believe it will actually work. That the same miracle-working God who wrote about those things in the Bible, he's still the same miracle-working God. And by his grace has chosen us as conduits to be used by him to speak encouragement and hope into the lives of those around us. May we live like we're people of power. Not people who are better, but people who have been given a power to impact situations. God, I pray that we would really believe that we can change rooms we walk into, not because we walked in the room, but because the Holy Spirit lives in us, so where we go, you go. And so rooms are changed because the Holy Spirit walked in the room. I just happened to be with him. And so, God, we just ask you today for confidence, not in ourselves and in our abilities and in our strengths and in our finances and in our, in our jobs, but a confidence that I am a child of God. And God, may we not insult you by making that to be some small, unimportant title. I pray that we would treat it as an honor and understand it's a, it's a great and mighty privilege to carry the name son and daughter of the Most High God. God, because of your goodness, really, you've invited us to be co-heirs. Jesus, even though we are all sinners, you've invited us to be royalty. Help us, God, to understand that we've been given power. We've been given access to you, God. And so today, I, I pray that the Holy Spirit would just begin to make a way in our hearts to make a way in our minds, to make a way in our lives, giving, a, giving us confidence, helping us to live out the fruit of the Spirit, kindness, 
gentleness. I pray that people, when they talk to us, when they see us, they would know something different about that person. She just, she walks different with a different level of confidence. But she's not arrogant. She's so confident, but so humble at the same time. Because those are both attributes of God. And so I pray today for those that are struggling to believe that you would choose them. Help them to know, God, that you have chosen them. You have called them. And you will equip them. You will train them. You will give them the experiences that they need. But even while they don't have experience, they still have power. Even while they might not yet have a ton of knowledge, they still have power. People that have been following Jesus for 37 years don't have more power than those that have been following Jesus for 37 seconds. So I I pray today, God, that we would know who we are. I pray for insecurities today to fall off in the name of Jesus, knowing that, yeah, I might, I might have some flaws that I, I got to work on, and I got some things that I got to get better at and change and, and ask the Holy Spirit to change me. But while I have those things, I also have power. While I've got flaws, I've also got power. While I don't feel like I've arrived at a certain level of education or experience, I still have power given to me, imparted unto me by the Holy Spirit. And as long as he's with me, and he promised never to leave me, then I've got what he's offering. So Jesus, I pray for all of us to be built different, to live different, to be known as, man, that church on Twitch, man, they, uh, there's something different. Those people are built different. And they're kind and loving and gentle and patient, but man, they're also not defeated. I don't even know what kind of war they think they're winning, but they sure act like winners. And I I pray today that we really would be gamers winning together because we all have the Holy Spirit. We all who have said yes to follow Jesus, we have been given victory. And so I pray today, not that people would become conquerors, they already are. I pray that they would act like conquerors. I pray that they would believe they're conquerors. I pray, Holy Spirit, for those that are feeling defeated today. Pray in Jesus' name that a spirit of boldness and faith would come upon them in the name of Jesus to know I am more than a conqueror. Not will be when the struggle's done. I am current in the present more than a conqueror. I am a son or a daughter of the Most High God, full of the Spirit. And I can walk different. I can speak with boldness and authority and humility. I am empowered. Jesus, the disciples, they needed to wait 10 days. We don't. You're here now. And so we thank you that we get to be in your presence. But I pray right now something would just click and shift in our minds and in our faith to believe, to believe we've been given your power. It's difficult just to embrace God. 
it's difficult to just live the past five years feeling so defeated and then all of a sudden, I'm a conqueror. But God, I believe supernaturally, you can, you can shape minds. For some, maybe today, they'll, maybe a light bulb will turn on and they'll begin to speak and walk, be different. But maybe for some, I pray, Holy Spirit, you'd take them a process of literally rewiring the way they think about themselves. Knowing that we are, we're not defeated, but we're conquerors. Rewiring. The Bible says the renewal be transformed by the renewal of our minds. I pray a renewal of our minds today in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray the Spirit of God be transforming us, changing us, empowering us to know I'm already what I need to be. I do gotta ask the Holy Spirit to change my flaws and, and remove sin from my life, but I don't need to become a conqueror. I'm already one. And so, Holy Spirit, all over the world today, wherever people are, listening to the VODs, listening on Spotify, whatever it might be, pray for every person reading today, every person listening today, every single person. May we walk in the power of the Spirit. And may we be people who, when we hear the promise of Jesus, we're not just gonna look up at the sky and have you ask us, man, why are you just standing there? I pray that we would go, go into all the world and to be the witnesses everywhere. I ask in the mighty name of Jesus, God, through the power of the Holy Spirit, fill us today, fill us today, fill us today to impact our schools, fill us today to impact our houses. I pray for stay-at-home moms, I pray for co-workers, I pray for bosses, I pray for students, I pray for everyone. May we be spirit-filled people who impact the world for the glory of God. May we display the fruit of the Spirit. May we honor you in the way we live. May we walk with confidence and with boldness. And lastly, God, we just want to say thank you that we have access to this. There's not a single thing that we've done to impress you enough, to convince you, persuade you that we're worthy of it because we're not. So we thank you that just like salvation, again, just giving us something we don't deserve. And we've come to say thank you. And our way of saying thank you by giving us power that we don't deserve, our way of saying thank you is, is to use it. Is to use it. And so I pray, God, that we would be world changers, spirit-filled followers of Jesus who impact people around us. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. He's here. He's here. I pray that we would live in your power, embrace your power, seek your power. We have it. May we use it. May we live it. God, we thank you. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Friends, some of you are here and we've been talking about the power of the Holy Spirit and how you can receive it. But the first step is not just receiving power, it's receiving Jesus. It's receiving Jesus. And if you're here and you've 
If you've never made a decision to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord, that's where it starts. You've heard me say multiple times today, when you give your life to follow Jesus, then the Holy Spirit comes to live in you. And you can, you can have that power today. No matter who you are, no matter what you've done, no matter how much you think you've done that would make God not love you, he still loves you. He cares for you. He sent his son Jesus Christ to die on the cross and raise from the grave to forgive you of your sins before you ever even committed them. So he's aware of your life. He's aware of mine. And he still loves you. And he wants to forgive you and to invite you to be in his family. And the Bible says it's simple, that if you just confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, it's not about earning it. It's not about reading the book. It's not about going to church. It's about putting your trust in Jesus. And so today I wanna to give some of you an opportunity to say yes to Jesus for the first time, wherever you're watching all over the world. And I wanna encourage you to begin this journey if that's your decision, because it'll be one you'll never regret. It'll change your life. And today you can be filled with power the moment you say yes to follow Jesus. Not tomorrow, not next week, not once you've completed four weeks at God's Church. No, 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 today. And so if that's you, I encourage you to pray this prayer with me. God, I thank you that you sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross for me. And I ask you, God, to forgive me of my sins and to be my Lord and my Savior. Help me, God, to follow you, to love you, and to serve you all the days of my life. And today, not tomorrow, I embrace your power. And I thank you for it. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Ladies and gentlemen, right now, will you put your hands together to thank those and celebrate those that are saying yes to follow Jesus? Amen, amen. Hey, congratulations to those of you that are just accepting Jesus Christ right now in your life. Whether you just rededicated your life or maybe you just said yes to Jesus for the very first time in your life ever, we just want to congratulate you. And hey, I don't want to put you on the spot right now. I don't want to I don't want to embarrass you or anything like that. But if you just said yes to Jesus Christ for the first time in your life, I want you to do something. If you can put a yes in the chat, we want to celebrate with you. We want to congratulate you. We want to walk beside you on this journey. If you just made a decision to follow Jesus Christ today. We want to celebrate with you and congratulations once again, those of you that are putting a yes in the chat right now. And hey, if somebody could do me a favor and type exclamation point next level in the chat, what I would ask you to do, if you just made that decision today, click on that link. It will send you a form that we ask you to fill out with as much information as you feel comfortable giving. That's going to give us a better way to be able to give you some resources. A lot of people, they just accepted Jesus Christ, but they don't know exactly what to do from here. We want to answer those questions for you. We want to walk beside you. Maybe you don't know how to pray. Maybe you're not too sure. The Bible is a big book. It's a really big book, but where do I start reading in it? We would love to be able to do that with you as well and be able to give you those resources. So definitely click on that link and fill out that form so we can connect with you guys. But once again, congratulations to those of you that are saying yes to Jesus Christ today for the first time. And guys, this is the reason why we do everything we do here at God Squad Church. We see people every single week giving their lives to Jesus Christ, whether it's people that are watching the VODs on YouTube as or also just watching today during our live services. Hey, listen, we want to congratulate you guys but I want to thank you 
for your faithfulness and your generosity so we can continue doing everything that we do here at God Squad Church. We've been so blessed to be able to continue doing this. And maybe this is your first time that you would like to give to God Squad Church. I want you to know there are multiple safe and secure ways that you can give to our church. You can do so by going into the panels below and clicking on the give link. You can also go to our website and customize it to any way that you see fit, whether it's weekly, monthly, recurring, or maybe just a one-time donation. And then finally, you can also use text to give by texting any amount to number 84321. But no matter how much you are giving, we thank you so much for your faithfulness and generosity. And remember guys, every penny counts.